God bless you. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. I'm so thankful that every day I can trust him. And I know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. But he's going to be with us no matter what we're going through. And uh, before, before I start my lesson, I think you got it up there. But anyway, before I start my lesson, I want us to pray that God will open our understanding and our hearts to receive what he wants us to hear today. God, I thank you for your marvelous work. I thank you that you are the one that can open our understanding. You can let us be quick to hear what you have to say and that we can apply it to the work, the day that we travel in, God. I ask that we each one stir up that gift that you have given us, that we will stir it up and be fruitful for your name. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. God is so faithful. So faithful. And... uh you know, different things happen to make you uh, get a thought. And this thought came from a little Sunday school girl. Back in the Sunday school class one day, she said, uh, it was right after junior camp. And she said, uh, you know what? I'm so excited. I have gotten the Holy Ghost now for eight times. And she was honest. She was so excited about that and that puts something in my heart that we need to let them know I need to know that that spirit is within me but all I got to do is stir it up stir it up and that's it and and I didn't get a chance because my month of teaching was over with and I thought well you know what adults need that too so I I got to thinking adults need that too Rekindle the gift of God that is in you. We need to remember what we got when God filled us with the Holy Ghost. And rekindle that. And 1 Timothy 4 and 14 says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Neglect it not. If God's given you something to do, we may be older. You know, the scripture says, I was once young and now I'm older, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed of begging for bread. I know that I have faith that God can take us through whatever we need to go through. But we have to sometimes, we have to stir it up. We have to shake it up. So, but that comes in Joel because in Joel 2, 28 and 29, it says, and it shall come to pass in that day... I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say just some flesh. He said all flesh. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But here's the thing about it. God told each one of, he says, I give every man, that's boy, girl, and woman, a measure of faith. We're all given a measure of faith. What are we going to do with that measure of faith? Now, that's not just Christians that's given that measure of faith. He said, I give all men the measure of faith. What are we going to do with the faith that God puts in us? He gives us that measure of faith. Even the worldly people has faith in something. They have faith that when they go out and start their car, it's going to start. They have faith that they've got their job. They have faith for this and they have faith for that. But when God fills us with the Holy Ghost... We need to let that measure of faith come to the top. It does not just need to be for worldly things, but it needs to be there to trust Him. 
that he's going to see us through. Because in Romans 12 and 3, it says, And God met, deals to every man the measure of faith. Hebrews, why is faith important? Why is faith important? Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's why I have to have faith. And that's why I have to keep my faith activated. We cannot let it die. Jude, Jude 1 and 20. And when I first started studying on this, this is the verse that I went to first. Because I've always said and quoted, stir up your faith. Stir up your faith. But Jude 1 and 20 says, but you, beloved, building, building up your most holy faith. Most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Somebody else cannot build up my faith. They may encourage me. They may give me something to look about. But it's up to me to build up my most holy faith. It's up to me to take what God has given me and use it for his glory. Build up your most holy faith. And it goes on down and tells you why you need to build that up. Because when we build up that faith, we have the promise that whatever he said, he'll do it. I'll do it again, Lord. He'll do it again. I love that song. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Second Timothy 1 and 6. Stir up the gift of God which is in you. He was talking to Paul. He said, Paul, Paul told Timothy, stir up that gift that's in you. Because at this time when, when Paul told him that Paul was in prison, he knew his time was about over. And he knew Timothy was going to keep going in the gospel. And so it's important to stir up that gift that God gave him that's within you. For God has not... And here's another reason we've got to stir up that gift. We have to have a remembrance of what God's done for us. He says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but but of power and love and a sound mind. When we get discouraged... When we get fearful, when we get afraid, stir up that faith. Stir up that faith because he says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but I've given you a power and love of a sound mind. So we have to stir up that faith. But what we see, Paul understood that Christians cannot be filled and, and with just the gift, but they have to learn to use that gift. When God gives us the Holy Ghost, he gave us the Holy Ghost to be witnesses. See, he get, like I told you a while ago, he gives to every man a measure of faith. That's every man, a measure of faith. But when he gives us the Holy Ghost, the gift of faith is a different story. There's gifts that God gives us. And that, we can take that measure of faith that he gives us. And whatever calling he's called us to, by using that faith, we can do what he wants to do, but we have to keep it, keep it kindled up. We cannot let it dry out. Thank you, Lord. To stir up means to awaken. Stir up means to awaken from sleep. How many times have we went through life? I know I have. Sometimes, and I just feel so dry and so empty. It's not God's fault. The gift is there. I've just got to stir it up. I've got to stir it up. Because if we let things in this world get to us, 
it will put us to sleep. It will put us so down that we can't, that we don't awaken. But if we will stir up that gift, it means to arouse, to activate it, to activate my mind in understanding what the gifts of God are and what he's called us to do. Fan the flames. Fan the flames. Make, make it ablaze. Think of, think of that gift as a fire that's burning bright. And sometimes we let it go just to an amber, sister. We let it just get to an amber. We're not dead, but we're not thriving in him. The gift is there, but we have to stir up whatever God's given us to do. And it's up to us. It's not up to our pastor to stir us up. He can preach some mighty fine messages, but that will not change you unless you are willing to be changed and to stir up that gift. Stir up that gift. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we are not fully developed. When we receive the Holy Ghost in us, it gives us power, but we have to learn how to use it. When God puts an unction in you to go pray for somebody, you're stirring up that gift. And you know what? You begin to get, if you do what God asked you to do, you begin to feel more comfortable in doing what he's asking you to do. And so that's the reason we have to keep it ablaze and keep it stirred up to do. Stirring up our faith in Christ is what illuminates our path in the time of darkness. We all go through darkness, but he said he will be the light and the lamp unto our feet. So we have to stir that up. How do you stir up your faith? How do we stir up that faith? Number one, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we stir up our faith by listening to, to, the, to the word. We stir up our faith by reading the word, reading the word. When you read the word yourself, You've got time to ponder over it. And that's how we stir up our faith. We stir up that faith by prayer. We stir up our faith by prayer. That's the reason we've seen our Lord Jesus set an example for us so many times. When he'd still... When he'd still away somewhere to pray. Oh, there's there's used to be a song. There's no greater thing than when I steal away and pray. When I'm with God all alone. That's when I feel him the strongest because that's when no distractions are there. When I steal away and pray, that's the way you can stir up your faith. Because when you're alone, sometimes you listen and let God speak to you after you're praying and God will just put a holy hush over you. And then you stop and you listen and that will stir up your faith. That will stir up your faith. Oh, hallelujah. We stir up our faith by fasting. We stir up our faith by putting something away from us, by allowing God, by sacrificing. That stirs up our faith. By remembering, by remembering. If he did it once, he'll do it again. When you get to doubting about something, just think, God did it before, and he's the same yesterday and today and forever. So if he did it again, he'll do it again. He did it then, he'll do it again. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves. We have to, we have to look at the song that Brother Marty sings. When I look back down the road where I left my heavy load, I thank him for the victories. When I look back where I left my heavy load, well, God, I was down then. 
God, I was broken inside then, but I remember that you gave me a refreshing when I got on my knees. I remember when I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I come to you and I remember you did it before and you're going to do it again. If I'm down, I'm telling you, friends, if you're down, let him lift you up. I can't lift you up. No song can lift you up to keep you there, but he can lift you up. When you remember that he did it before, he'll do it again. Oh, I love you, Lord. By reading his word, we know what the scriptures tells us to to do and to grow in love and grace and let him lead us. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6, 11 and 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is Jesus Christ. We can't come to him unless we have faith and believe it. We've got to, we, we hear the word. We hear the word. But we must put action to what we hear and believe that he is able to do what he says. And it says Jesus Christ and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We can't half-hearted seek God and expect a mountain to move. But I'm telling you what, when we stir up that gift of God that's within us and we stir up that Holy Ghost, there's nothing that we can't see God do in our lives. It may not come just when we want it, but I'm telling you, if we're praying and it's in God's will, it's in God's will. So many times we ask for things that's not in our will, that's in our will and not in God's will. We have to be mature enough in the Holy Ghost that we say, God, not my way. But your will, God, your way, your will and your purpose and be willing to accept the answer that he gives us. We've got to stir it up because there is a reward. He said that that seek him more diligently. John 10 and 10 says, I have come that you may have light and you may have it more abundantly. I'm telling you today, if we feel like we're walking in darkness and this world is in darkness. We're walking in a wicked world and a perverse generation. But if we want abundant light, if we want light more abundantly, we as a people got to keep our gifts stirred up. We have to keep our faith strong in him. We don't lose our faith. How many of you have ever heard somebody say, well, I've just lost my faith? I just lost my faith. You don't lose your faith. You may just not be using it. You may misplaced it because we put our faith in men and because we put our faith in things. We can't put our faith in people, places, and things, but we put our faith in Jehovah God. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and our faith is to be put in him and not in people. So we misplace our faith a lot of times. We put our faith in our job. We put our faith in our job that I'm going to have that job and I'm going to keep that job and I can live the lifestyle I want to live. Put your faith in God and you'll never be disappointed. People can disappoint you. Things can disappoint you. You can get disgruntled with your job places. But if your faith is grounded and rooted in God and you keep it alive by shaking it up, by getting in his word, by understanding what he wants you to do, you'll never walk in darkness. You'll never walk in darkness. I don't want to, I don't want to misplace my faith. I don't want to put my faith in men. I don't want to put my faith in men. 
By keeping our faith active, we will not be easily led about with other things that come along. We shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. If you've got your faith active, every doctrine that comes along, you're not going to believe it. Because if that doctrine comes along and it is not with the Word of God, and it does not pan out with the Word of God, if your faith's active, you're not going to believe it. If you don't keep your faith active, one day you trust God. I think God can do this. The next day, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. That is a double-minded man. And a person that is double-minded is unstable in all his ways. So if you don't want to be unstable, what do we got to do? We've got to keep our faith shook up. We've got to stir it up. We've got to blow on those ambers and let it come to a flame again. Whatever it takes, do it. Having faith in God makes me know that if he said it, that it's going to come to pass. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. I'm telling you, when they got in that boat and he said, we're going to the other side, and they got afraid. He went down and he went to sleep. And they got afraid. They forgot that he said, we're going to the other side. Where was their faith? If he said, you're going to the other side, you're going to the other side. And then when they said, wake up, he said, oh, ye of little faith. He didn't say you didn't have any faith. He said, you of little faith. We've got to activate our faith and build on that faith if we want to see it work for us. Oh, ye of little faith. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 11 and 6. Blessed is he, whoever shall not. And I like this. Sometimes, and I've used this scripture a lot. When things happen in life, we don't understand, Sister B. But you know what? God is no respect of person. We're all going to walk through dark days. We're all going to have trials. We're all going to face loss. We're all going to face persecution. That's what the Bible says. We're all going to face these things. But I like the scripture when uh, Jesus told, when John sent his disciples to Jesus. And he said, are you the one? Now, he had already baptized him. And he seen the dove fall up on him. But he said, are you the one or do we seek for another? And Jesus told the disciples, said, you go back and you tell John what you've seen. You've seen the dead raised. You've seen blinded eyes open. You've seen the deaf ears. You've seen the lame walk. And tell John this. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. So many times when we don't get our way, we say, I'm walking away. No use. Uh -uh. I'm not going to be offended at him. I will not count anything that God does as foolish because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what road I need to take. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's able to keep us from falling. He's able to keep us from God. God gives us all the measure of faith, and it's just what we're going to do with it. Just like when he did, he gave the measure, he gave faith, and I'm going to use the talents. He gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one. And two of them used their talents. Two of them kept their faith stirred up. But the one went and hid his faith. He didn't use what God gave him, and his reward was not good. God gives us the measure of faith, and we must. What are the results of not stirring up our faith? Number one, we grow weak. If we don't stir up that faith that God gives us, we grow weak. And when you're weak, sometimes you you just think, what good is it going to do me to read the Bible today? I've not seen God move in what I'm asking him. Stir up your faith and keep going. Keep moving forward. And 
and this isn't in my notes, but I thought of it just a while ago. Abraham had to stir up some faith when he went up to that mountain with his son to sacrifice him. Because just remember, he said, I and the lad are going up, but we're coming back. He stirred up that faith. Why did he, how did he have that much confidence? Because God had told him that through his son would be the seed for all Israel. So he knew God was faithful. He stirred up what he knew God had already told him. Sometimes when God gives us a promise, things in the world, things that we get lack in, we can let that promise go a little slack. But just remember, if God promised it to you, it's going to happen. If God honestly gave you a promise, it's going to happen. And it will happen. We just have to stay alive. Don't fail. Don't fail so close to the end of the journey. Don't fail. Keep that faith alive in you. Don't fail close to the end of the journey. Our world today is drowning in self-indulgence and forgetting what God really wants for us. 60% of Americans cannot even name half of the Ten Commandments. And the same is true that they can't even tell you what the four Gospels are. 60%, more than half. Second Peter 3 and 9, It is not the will of God that any should perish, but all shall come to repentance. That means all. It's not the will of God for us to lose our faith. It's not the will of God for us not to be active in the thing God wants us to. And I think about this. uh, Even at the end of our life, Revelations 3 and 1, he tells Sardis to strengthen the things that remain in you. Strengthen the things that remain in you. You may not feel like you've got enough. Strengthen what's within you. And you build, you build upon your most holy faith. You build. Why is our faith holy? Because our faith is built on Jesus Christ and nothing else. Our faith is built on that he came to bring us life. That is only through Jesus Christ that we have a chance of salvation. It's only through him that we can go to heaven. And he also told them, said, in Revelation 2, to the church of Ephesus, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. God gave you the faith and unto every man's a measure of faith. And then he filled us with the Holy Ghost because you have left your first love. Remember from whence thou art fallen and repent. And do thy first works again. Don't think just because you have failed. Don't think just because you've not done everything right that you can't get it back. You can't. He said, remember from whence thou have fallen. That is the trick of the devil. That's the trick of the devil to tell people that has sinned. That's the trick of the devil to tell people that has walked away. That you cannot come back. You cannot get what God had for you. You'll never be the same. You may not be the same again, but you can be stronger in God. Sometimes when the potter breaks us, when he makes us, he makes us stronger than ever. And so don't let the devil trick you just because you've had a fault in your life that you can't come back. Stir up that gift that's within you. Stir up the gift that's within you. Don't let him. What is faith? That Jesus is the only way to salvation. 
Remember, God has given to every man a measure of faith. How do we use that faith? We use it for God. We use it for moving our lives more toward him. And I think of that little song, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. I don't need a whole lot. Just use what I got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. God is so good. God is so good. And I'm going to read something that I got out, and I'll be closing, out of a a New Living Bible. When I was reading this this week, it didn't have anything to do with what I was going to be teaching on, but it caught my heart. It's Romans 1 and 18. 1, 18 through 32. But God showed his anger from heaven against all sinful, evil men who pushed away the truth from them. For the truth about God is knowing to them instinctively. God has put into everyone knowledge in their heart. Since the earliest time, men have seen the earth and the sky and all God made and know of God's existence and great eternal power. So they will have no excuse when they stand before God at judgment. We don't have excuse. We can look around and see the stars in the sky. We can look around and see all God's creation and know that God exists because he gave us, give every one of us a measure of faith. How are we going to use that faith? Yes, they knew about him all right, but they would not admit it or worship him or even thank him for all of his daily care. And afterwards, while they begin to think of themselves, And then God, at that time, he will, and they begin to make idols unto themselves. Don't make idols unto ourselves, but let's make a precious thing to God. Keep our faith going and don't let your faith die. If you get weak, shake it up, shake it up, stir it up and thank God for the promise that he gives us, that he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us, that he will be with us no matter what we're going through. We can stir up that faith because God has given it to us. Now, I'm closing, and down here at the bottom, I put a little basket or a little pan, and you can come pick it up during the intermission. And I want to tell you, it took me a long time to fill these little bottles with glitter. But I think an illustration. I want one sitting on my shelf. And every time I begin to wonder or feel a little empty or a little afraid, I want to look at that bottle and I want to shake it up. Say, God, stir up in me what I need to make it. God bless you. Anybody want the Lord to help you to stir it up? I believe when, when Sister McMillan was teaching, she said something that really sparked something in me. We've come too far on this journey to let our faith lie dormant. We're too close to the coming of the Lord to allow our faith to lie dormant. We've got to stir it up. I want to stir it up today. I want God to help me through His Word. We prayed. How many of you remember we prayed at the very beginning of this that the Lord would help us to be able to hear His Word. I don't want to just hear His Word. I want to do His Word. I want to stir up that gift. Something is stirring in the Spirit that's letting us know we've come too far to turn around. We're too close now to the coming of the Lord to let our faith lie dormant. I want to stir it up. Would you stand with me and we're going to pray. And then when we have concluded praying, I'm going to ask that everybody that will come get one of these. And every time you look at that and it starts to settle down to the bottom.
Brother Marty, just shake it a little bit and say, that can't happen in my spirit. Sister McMillan, I can't let that faith do what these would want to do. i got to keep it stirred up. And that comes by coming to Bible class. That comes by being in the house of the Lord on Sunday and Wednesday and having that faith stirred up. And then that also comes, as we heard taught so beautifully today, by that stilling away in a place by yourself and and getting there and getting in a closet of prayer. There's something to be said about a closet of prayer. Stir it up. Let's pray today. God, I pray that you would stir it up. God, I pray that you would stir it up in me. God, let that gift not lie dormant. You've given us all a measure of faith. And with that, you intend that we exercise that faith today. We have been inspired. We have been prodded to push ourselves to go to know that we can stir up that gift. Help us to stir up that gift, God. I praise you for it and thank you for it. In Jesus' name. We're going to take a brief break.